Imagine a school where PD happens every day. That's right. Professional development offered every single day, personalized to the educators and faculty that need it. How would you go about offering it? You know, one question you might ask is what would need to be true in order to offer high quality personalized professional development on a daily basis? Well, you don't have to consider PD as this big, huge workshop like all hands on deck sort of event. It could happen in the smallest of moments and be personalized and still have great value and move your school closer to achieving its goals. And that's really something that my guest today, Diane Willis, is an expert at. And she'll talk about a few of those moments in a couple of elementary classrooms uh, where she experienced PD every day. And we'll also talk about how her school has partnered with TeachFX, uh, one of the sponsors of this podcast, and how it has helped her and her teachers grow. Hey, it's Daniel. And welcome to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, a show for ruckus makers. That's you, an out-of-the-box leader making change happen in education. And we'll be right back after these short messages from our show sponsors. Deliver on your school's vision with Harvard's Certificate in School Management and Leadership. Learn from Harvard Business and Education School faculty in self-paced online professional development specifically designed for pre-K through 12 school leaders. Courses include leading change, leading schools, leading people, and leading learning. Apply now for our June and July cohorts at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. Are you automatically tracking online student participation data during COVID? Innovative school leaders across the country have started tracking online student participation using TeachFX because it's one of the most powerful ways to improve student outcomes during COVID, especially for English learners and students of color. Learn more about TeachFX and get a special offer at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash B-L-B-S. All students have an opportunity to succeed with Organized Binder, who equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning, whether that's in a distance, hybrid, or traditional educational setting. Learn more at organizedbinder.com. Hello, Ruckus Maker. Today, I'm joined by Diane Willis, who has worked diligently in education for 32 years, making a difference in the learning lives of students and teachers. Diane is a veteran leader serving 24 years in leadership roles in seven different elementary schools. She believes an instructional leader must be present during learning moments to help discover next best answers. And Diane believes that professional development is within things done said, discovered, or planned each day. Diane, welcome to the show. Well, hello. It's good to be here. (laughs) You know, something I I really admire about you, Diane, is this uh, idea that you say that PD, professional development, is every day. And I don't know a lot of leaders that actually uh, have that same point of view. So I think it's unique and interesting. Can you describe a bit about what 
PD every day means to you. Um, and maybe you even want to take us to a moment where you were sitting there in a fifth grade math class that illustrated this principle. Well, for many years, I've thought about um, this and I feel that PD is every day and it is in every moment and every opportunity. And um, if we aren't present as it, as leaders and administrators, we can often miss that. When I first became a leader, I remember having an executive director who said to all principals, make sure you have a PD plan. And so before we started the year, we'd have a plan of the kinds of personal development we wanted to get uh, going in our schools. And then um, I often struggled with that, especially when I was new to a school because I didn't have all the background that I felt I needed to be able to make a decision about uh, the whole year. And of course it wasn't something that was in stone. Um, And then I realized as I got out and about that I was learning more about the needs of our school, our kids, our teachers, and myself every day that I was out and about. And so then I began to realize, you know, professional development happens in many moments or any moments around each day. And so I began to believe that PD is every day because those little gems that you collect along the way, as you step into a room or have a conversation with someone or talk to a student or to a parent, you learn something that will um, set the course for your next steps or what I call next best answers. So I know um, one time I was in a fifth grade math class. And at this time, the school had some goals around math and some things we wanted to accomplish. And so when I went in there, it just was so exciting to be able to lean down, see what one student was working on and the solution she came up with, because it was like no other solution that was being shared or that I could see as I walked around. And so the teacher was having students uh, share their answers and there's uh, how they came up with the answer and was about to move on. And I raised my hand and said, hey, can she share? Because I'm wondering what it is that she thought about and how did she come up with this? And as she started to explain it, it ended up where the teacher said, well, come and write that because we so we can see it better and understand it better. And in that moment, I realized that being in those moments to even capture the things that uh, a teacher could miss, easily miss, is very valuable because we would have lost that learning moment if she, if that little girl hadn't shared her idea, written it for us to see, and then kids were going, oh, okay, I see what she's doing. I see what she's saying. And so we want um, kids to get those opportunities to see what we mean and to see the ideas that come from one another. Because, you know, a lot of times we may have one way of thinking and kids, um, say an eight-year-old has an eight-year-old's thinking and can connect better. So again, every moment that I get a chance to be out and about, or uh, as we were virtual, to be able to kind of log in and do some virtual visits, that helps to inform um, many things for us. And so PD is every day. Well, I love, I love that story because it, you know, one part is the teacher would have missed it, you know, 
and we're only human, you know, you can't catch yeah. everything, but having you in the classroom to say, Hey, can this student share? And, and what I love about that and you advocating for the student, she was able to describe it in her terms that connected even better with her peers versus what the teacher was showing in terms of one way of solving the problem. So that does happen, the importance of student voice, and, and you were there to capture it uh, and to bring it to light. So that was that's pretty cool. I know you have a story, too, about a fourth grade class, this time with some boys. Uh, I think they're maybe math again, working with some big numbers, maybe even counting on their fingers or something like that. But can can you share that story, too? Oh, yes. And again, there was an opportunity and this was a different uh, director was with me and he was doing walkthroughs with me. And we happened to go into a fourth grade class during the math um, block. And again, where I was at the school, we were really focused in on um, math and uh, mathematics through problem solving and uh, all these different things. And of course, uh, student talk during math, et cetera. Well, the teacher had the two um, boys working together and they were excited to work and they turned to each other and there were some big numbers that they had to do some work with. And immediately one little boy started doing tally marks and he kept tallying and tallying. And finally, the other one looked at him and said, you know, there's got to be a better way. And right in that moment, just that student saying that, leads to the development of the staff to say that there's got to be better ways for kids or different ways or different ways of kids working together, talking together, exploring together that will lead to these aha moments that we work hard to try to give kids that happen naturally. And so, again, me being in that moment, I feel gave it the platform to say what the research says or what we read in whatever publication is true because it's happening right here with us. And then it makes for good conversation as leaders and and instructional staff to say, you know what, that is, that is true. This is, the research is right. It's not that they haven't been in my room even though they haven't, but those things do happen right there in our rooms with kids. So in that instance, it was just funny that the students said almost exactly what we needed them to say to be able to convince us that, you know, there are better ways and this is where we swoop in or step in and give other points of view and options for kids for thinking. Right. But if kids don't talk, if we don't get that uh, visible thinking, we don't know what's going on in their head. Well, what I want to pull out of that story for the ruckus maker listening is the idea, you know, we, we default to what's comfortable and sort of the way we like to do things. Right. So whether it's the principal uh, sharing at a faculty meeting or a teacher sharing with her students, we're going to use approaches and ways we like to solve problems and that kind of thing. But a lot of the times that's only one path. Yeah, it'll work, but there might be, you know, infinite different ways to solve the issue. So uh, it's important to to always challenge our own sort of natural tendencies and remember that uh, learners have multiple styles of how they uh, figure stuff out. And then you were talking about just the importance of 
student discourse, dialogue, communication. I love that the little boy <laughs> hit a frustration point. He's, you know, tallying a pretty big number. He's, There's got to be a better way. And there is, right? But yeah, for but- him to hit that and to be able to say, all right, there's got to be a better way. And then to explore it, you know, within the class to find it uh, is exactly what we're, we're looking for. And, you know, I think now it makes sense to ask you a bit about um, TeachFX. I know your school has used it in the past. And I, I want to bring it up here because I think it's important and it, it connects to this idea of uh, creating more space, right, for students to communicate and, and to discuss. Because uh, a lot of times, right, we find that the teachers owning or monopolizing or dominating all that space. So can you can you talk a bit about uh, your experience working with Teach FX? Well, I will start with the beginning. It, it came out, I did not know of Teach FX. Uh, several teachers brought that to my attention and wanted to try it in the school. Because again, the school's goal was to increase student talk. And that was in our comprehensive school improvement plan. And their PLC said, we're going to try to hone in and see what we can do. What kind of data can we collect? And so they found TeachFX and it was perfect for gathering that data of just that. I think I give kids, you know, the floor and enough time to talk and think out loud and bounce ideas back and forth. And then they realized they really, really didn't. And TeachFX gave that data that says, this is something that we can uh, improve on because it does tell you how long the teacher talks, how long students talk. And then the bonus at that point was wait time. And so teachers then started discovering, oh, I'm not providing enough wait time. And then that wait time supports more student talk. We also have to look at um, how we are encouraging kids to talk, how we support the talk, and is this something that's natural in schools, or do we have to set the stage for uh, talk with like sentence stems or sentence starters, and then learning how to be respectful talkers, um, how to respectfully disagree and agree. So it led to all these things. But anyway, TFX came in and was a simple, like I said, data collection tool that also turned into professional development. And we're currently using it at my current school, turning into professional development. It just has us thinking about our practice if we believe that student talk is valuable. And we do. We do feel that that has a high effect size. And so we want to get kids talking because the more they talk, the more they think. And then, um, so teachers can record or uploads, like again, since we've been virtual learners, they do some recordings of lessons so they can upload a snippet and do their own kind of self-guided development through TeachFX, which I do like. Um, So they set goals for themselves and then they can check on themselves and see are they narrowing it down where they don't talk as much as students talk. Are they asking the right questions? It really leads you down this path of some really good best practices. Yeah, that's neat that they can, uh, I didn't realize they can set personal goals uh, and, and, you know, get feedback. Yes, and then they can also get like connections to reading 
that they can do about a certain topic. If it comes down to TTFX says, it will even script out the types of questions you've asked and you can go in it and it can take you to articles that you can read about questioning or wait time or it, it has really been good for teachers to, to have something to work independently in. Plus TFX does meet with us to, as a staff to talk about, you know, in general, based on what direction we're going on with comprehensive school improvement plan. Gotcha. So personalized sort of goals and development, there's articles and supplemental materials, even uh, quick action sort of guides, like ask these questions to promote more discussion. So, you know, the reason I love TeachFX too, it, it reminds me a lot of uh, Paulo Freire's uh, Pedagogy of the Oppressed, where uh, he was asserting that a uh, banking model of education is, is a bad approach, where you have the sage on the stage, you have this teacher who uh, has all this knowledge, experience, and wisdom, and your students are these open vessels, you open their minds and you pour all that knowledge, experience and wisdom into them. But that's not that's not how we most effectively learn. You have to transfer power and ownership over to, to students. And what I heard you say, too, is when when students are talking more, they're thinking more, which I agree with. Uh, and so that's one easy way to not only transfer that ownership to your students, but to liberate, to actually liberate your students because you're empowering them to take control. You know, so people hear about TeachFX on the podcast. You were talking about the power of it within the school. Can you paint a picture of what, you know, maybe some of those reports look like or or how you engage with them as a principal or how your teachers do? Uh, Just in case, you know, folks um, listening uh, need some help connecting the dots. Well, where I am now, currently my school, this is just our first year doing TeachFX. And so I have given um, most of this to be independent for teachers. They do share reports with me. So um, I do not say I need to look at it, collect this or whatever. But TeachFX will give us data that we ask for. But pretty much um, this year, teachers can share it if they'd like. If I say, oh, how's it going? So if I do an observation and I give them feedback, I may ask a question like, how does this fit in with the goals that you have with TeachFX? Or is there any resource through TeachFX or from our last professional development with TeachFX that would support you moving forward with this or supports what you what I saw you do today. So that's my goal right now on, on my role. But I have seen reports where they even do a Wordle, something as simple as a Wordle that will show the main words that you said in your uh, lesson snippet. And teachers have been really thrilled by that because then they can see all the important questions, question words they're asking. If we're saying we want to do more questioning to get kids talking, and then it'll show one that the teacher had and the student. So that's one report you can get. And they're simple ones. Um, it will also transcribe everything that was said, like I said, all questions. And you can click on it and hear that, that specific place where the question was asked. It will tell you another good thing that I didn't know about, but we really haven't gotten into yet, is the uh, equity piece. 
because who's doing, even among the students, is the same student answering, is the same student saying, doing most of the talking? Or are we seeing other kids? And so you get a report like that too. So you can say, okay, I see that this student is not having a voice as much as this student or these students. And so that helps you then, that's data that helps you kind of adjust what you're doing. Right. And, and what I love too is it really, you know, multiplies yourself. So you're not in all yes. these classes, <laughs> you know, providing feedback and doing observations. And it's not threatening too, because it's not you evaluating them. It's, no. it's, it's really a teacher teaching in front of a mirror. In this case, it's an app on a phone and it uh, records, you know, what's happening, but then provide you with the data that's an honest representation. If you're asking the right questions, talk time, wait time, which is even more important, and then uh, the equity piece. So thanks, Diane, for, for pointing all that out. I think at this point, it's a good place to pause for some quick messages from our show sponsors. But when we get back, uh, I want to ask you one more question in regards to freeing yourself up to be available for teachers and students. Get professional development without leaving your home. Harvard's online certificate in school management and leadership helps you establish your legacy and deliver on your vision for your learning community. Learn from Harvard faculty as you examine case studies of leaders in education and business. Since 2018, we're proud to have served 4,450 plus school leaders from over 120 countries. We are honored to welcome you to our June and July cohorts. You can apply today at betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. That's betterleadersbetterschools.com forward slash Harvard. Better Leaders, Better Schools is brought to you by school leaders like Principal Gutierrez using TeachFX. Special populations benefit the most from verbally engaging in class, but get far fewer opportunities to do so than their peers, especially in virtual classes. TeachFX measures verbal engagement automatically in virtual or in-person classes to help schools and teachers address these issues of equity during COVID. Learn more and get a special offer from Better Leaders, Better Schools listeners at teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. That's teachfx.com forward slash BLBS. Today's show is brought to you by Organized Binder. Organized Binder develops the skills and habits all students need for success. During these uncertain times of distance learning and hybrid education settings, Organized Binder equips educators with a resource to provide stable and consistent learning routines so that all students have an opportunity to succeed, whether at home or in the classroom. Learn more at OrganizedBinder.com. All right, and we're back with Diane Willis, who's been talking about how PD happens every single day. Uh, and she illustrated that through a couple stories in the fifth and fourth grade classroom, as well as I, I, I hope, Ruckus Maker, you can see how having an app like TeachFX in all your teachers' uh, classrooms will allow PD to happen every day, too, because they'll be reflecting on talk time and wait time and equity in terms of the classroom. So Diane, obviously TeachFX helps free you up so that PD can be every day. But I'm curious if you just have any more ideas, tips or tricks for the ruckus maker listening 
when it comes to uh, what you do to free yourself up so that you're available for teachers and students? Well, over the years, it's just a team effort. I know when I first became an administrator or uh, principal, actually, you, we always have uh, good leaders that stand beside us and behind us and guide us. And um, so we get good advice. And so the advice that I've had for many years is to schedule your day of being out and about. So schedule time. And so um, we've always been encouraged to be able to say, okay, here's some new teachers. I'm going to see them on this day at this time for this particular thing. I also um, started writing my own administrative targets and then publishing those so that teachers know that these are the things we're going to look at. So again, you take your comprehensive school improvement plan and say today, I'm going out and I'm looking at these particular things. And then so it becomes a team effort that the secretarial staff, the admin staff, my AP, um, they know that they will take care of things so that I can be out and about. Uh, And then my AP, he's out and about uh, looking for the same targets, the same goals that come from our school improvement plan. And that's how we make the time to do it. And of course, there are going to be times that you can't do what you plan to do, but you got to plan it first. And it seems like when you've planned it, you do get to it most of the time. So that's the only, I guess, advice I have for getting out there. But you got to be out there because you just miss those moments. And those are the moments that make it real. Because I know that often people will ask me if... People are receptive to you being out and about. But if it's in the when you're doing those right moments, I find that teachers and staff are more receptive because you're in it with them. It's not I've caught you doing something that you don't do. It's we're going to learn how to do these things together. And if these are our goals that we've decided on together and you have goals that you've shared with me, I'm going to support be that extra set of eyes. My AP is going to be an extra set of eyes that just supports that and gives that feedback that will feed you forward. So, um, yeah. It's helpful. And, you know, I'm going to caution the ruckus maker listening. Do not discount uh, the the idea Diane shared here uh, in terms of planning out the day. You may say, oh, that's common sense. But here's the thing. It's not common practice. You know, I've worked with hundreds of school leaders coaching them at this point from around the world. And it's few and far between the, the school leader who has a very specific plan um, each day. You know, I recommend doing it the Friday before you leave uh, for the next week or on the weekend, if, if you don't mind, uh, you know, dabbling into some work uh, on your time off. Uh, but anyways, it's not common practice. That's one very easy thing that you can do to uh, boost your leadership starting today. So Diane, you know, I like to ask these questions to all my guests here at the end. And the first one is, what message would you put on all school marquees around the world if you could do so for just a day? Well, I am a John Hattie fan. So of course I would have to go with a John Hattie quote and it would be know thy impact. Mm. And you're building a school from the ground up. You're not limited by any resources. Your only limitations, your imagination. How would you build your dream school and what would be your top three priorities? 
Well, when I think about building, I think about the building, but really I'm looking at the things that the practices that happen um, within the walls of the building, if I can say that. So um, one of the things I would want is ways to even the playing field. I've been at many different um, schools, different programs, and I want to even the playing field within that building. So I would want ways that parents and families can get to and from school other than the traditional bus. And I would want opportunities to be more connected with their lives and their needs for uh, social emotional growth and recreation and just different things, just different things. I think also on another note, I would want more time more time for um, not being restricted by pacing so much, but more time for the thinking out loud, the talking, the discussion, the digging deeper and not feel, I guess, rushed uh, to think and figure things out, to be able to share and reflect. Because I think anytime I come to a school and we talk about student talk, it's often said that, you know, without saying it, but we don't have time. And of course, wait time takes time. And so really I would want the restrictions of time somehow not to be restrictions of time. And I guess the last thing is just budgetary things to make sure that our budget includes everyone in in a variety of ways. And that's not just students and families, but also staff um, in ways that we can support the work that they're doing and not just the traditional support. Diane, thank you so much for being a guest here on the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast. Of everything we talked about today, what's the one thing you want a ruckus maker to remember? Well, the one thing is just be there in the moment and professional development is at any moment, any time, any day, through any question, any activity. If you've got to focus on what matters most at your school, go out and look for that. Once you find it, celebrate it, talk about it, share it, and it will spread like wildfire. And um, there you are. Thanks for listening to the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast, Ruckus Maker. If you have a question or would like to connect, my email, daniel at betterleadersbetterschools.com or hit me up on Twitter at Alien Earbud. If the Better Leaders, Better Schools podcast is helping you grow as a school leader, then please help us serve more ruckus makers like you. You can subscribe, leave an honest rating and review, or share on social media with your biggest takeaway from the episode. Extra credit for tagging me on Twitter at Alien Earbud and using the hashtag BLBS. Level up your leadership at betterleadersbetterschools.com and talk to you next time. Until then, class dismissed. Mm-hmm.